Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Magic Gaming Podcast. We are back with a brand new season. And as always, I'm joined by the head coach of Magic Gaming, Jonah Edwards. And for this first episode, we have a special guest, and that is one of the team's newest players, Snubby, uh, who Magic Gaming acquired in a trade from Hornets Venom GT in the offseason in exchange for a 2021 first round pick. How you guys doing? Amazing that the season is right around the corner. Yeah, it's uh, it snuck up on us here a little bit. Um, doing doing well. Obviously, just had the draft and and really really now getting into the rhythm of things here. So Snubby, I'll uh, I'll start with you. Uh, what was your reaction when you first learned about the trade, and what is your level of excitement coming to Orlando and joining up with your new teammates? Yeah, it's when I first heard about the trade, I you know I was definitely excited. Uh, uh, Jonah was actually the first person to be able to tell me about it going through. So it was, it was nice to get that phone call from him. Um, and it was just something that, you know, I never really expected. Like when I when I first uh, was in the season three draft pool, I never imagined I'd, you know, fall, fall to the magic because they had a, a late pick uh, last year. And just kind of going through the season, I thought like, you know, uh, the Hornets, we had a really good season, but there was just, uh, you know, stuff that happened that kind of had them just kind of trade most of their team away and, now that uh, when I finally got traded, I was just super excited. I couldn't wait for, you know, April to get here, and now it's creeping up. Jonah, talk about the thinking behind the trade and your optimism with how Snubby will fit in with this group. Yeah, so Snubby was one of our top targets at the Season 3 draft, and, and he knew that going in. Um, like he said, we didn't have a great pick in that draft. We had traded our first-round pick for May and, you know, decided to do that, and, and it obviously made it more challenging to get a guy like Snubby. Um, so when we, we – heard an opportunity to get him. We were, we were really interested and obviously able to, able to pull the trigger and make it happen. But, um, you know, just from a, a chemistry standpoint, I think Snubby's an awesome fit for us. Um, you know, I talk about the like blend of personalities, how, how Robbie and or May and Reezy are both like very even keel um, and Snubby is as well. And obviously we'll, we'll talk about more about the, the guys we picked up in the draft, but with DT and future, obviously they're both kind of high and low, you know, high energy guys. And I think the fit as far as personalities is awesome. And the fact that Snubby's played with, you know, with May and with Reezy in the past is, is really just icing on the cake at that point. You just touched on it, but just to emphasize to the audience out there, back from last year's team is Reezy, DT, and May. Uh, Reezy, of course, was the 2019 Rookie of the Year, and DT and May have had their share of success in each of their two years in the NBA 2K League. Uh, DT, like Reezy, is now going into his third year with Magic Gaming, while May started with Pistons DT before coming over to Orlando last year. Uh, talk, Jonah, about the decision to bring those three back and what your expectations are of them collectively. Yeah, well, I'll go into each of them individually then here. Um, with, with Reezy, it was it was a no-brainer to bring him back. Obviously, you know, one of the, the corners of our franchise here and obviously plays point guard for us and, um, you know, is a guy that won rookie of the year season two with us and, and we firmly are behind and believe in. Um, May was, I would say, probably our hardest worker in season three, start to finish. Um, never really got too high or too low. Always stuck with it. No matter what we asked him to do, we tasked him to, you know, play power forward, switch back to center, back to power forward, back to center, back to power forward. So he did it without a single complaint. So I think that was a no-brainer as well. And then DT definitely has the highest upside of anyone on our roster, I would say. And 
Um, obviously, you know, comes with some other things, you know, with, with, um, you know, obviously he went home during last season. Uh, he, he, you know, he, he hasn't been able to stick to one position. We've had him at the three, the four, the two, the five. Um, so, you know, obviously we're looking to get him, get him in one role this year and kind of make sure that he knows his role going in, but obviously it was a, was an easy decision to, to retain him as well with his talent level. And, and just naturally he, he is one of the better leaders of, of our group and, it, it, w- it just wouldn't feel like magic gaming this year without, without DT, I think. So we, we had to bring him back. Snubby, how well do you know those three and how do you feel your skills blend in with theirs? Uh, as Jonas said before about a uh, training for me, I, I know them all very well. Um, especially that, you know, Reed and May, I, I used to play with them back in like two, uh, 2K17, which is like when I first started, you know, playing in like the, the competitive prom scene. So I'm very familiar with them. And then DT, I was uh, luckily able to play with him in a 2K19 in a, in a tournament, and we were able to win it all. So that was uh, so I got my first glimpse of him there. That was right before he actually got drafted. And, uh, like, just from being able to play with them, I kind of know, like, our, you know, our play styles. I know they're definitely mesh well together. But for me, like, personally, I feel like I can kind of play with anybody. I feel like I can adapt to whatever I have to do, whether, you know, it be off ball or, you know, having to play point guard last year, I feel like, Whoever I'm with, uh, I can compliment pretty well, but especially with these guys, just from my past experiences. Now, last week, the 2021 NBA 2K League draft took place, and Magic Gaming completed their roster uh, with the 31st, 31st pick of the second round. They chose Future Clutch from Seaside, California. He'll be entering his rookie campaign. And then with the 45th pick of the third round, they went with Potts from Hudson, Ohio. He was with Nets GC last season. Uh, Jonah, how excited are you to bring those two guys in, and what do they each bring to the table? Yeah, I mean, we're we're super excited. Um, you know, we had a ton of scenarios on draft night, so um, obviously we were prepared to, you know, for those guys to be there and to pull the trigger on both of them. Um, Future is going to bring a ton of energy. Super, super young kid. He just turned 19, which obviously comes with other concerns, but he he seems very mature and and just very really very humbled by this opportunity and. And like I said, just will bring a ton of energy and communication. He's one of those people that doesn't stop talking on defense and, and definitely will, you know, bring a jolt of energy to the team. And uh, Potts, um, obviously, I, I feel as if there's no better six man at being a six man in the 2K league uh, than, than what Potts can bring for us. I think he's a, um, you know, a, a very high work ethic kind of guy who's going to push guys to do better you know, to put, to put team above themselves. And, you know, that, that doesn't even get, you know, to the point where I actually think he's a solid power forward as well. You know, I evaluated a ton of power forwards in this draft class and felt as if he was one of the better ones. And, um, you know, adding, adding in the fact that I I think that no one's going to be a smarter, um, harder worker in the six man capacity. It seemed like a no brainer there. Snubby, you were one of the top players on a Hornets team last year that surprised a lot of people uh, you guys, as an expansion team, made the playoffs and won your first round series over Nets GC. Uh, talk about that experience and how that team's success can help you as you transition now to Orlando. Yeah, I mean, for, yeah, last year was definitely you know, very fun year being my, my rookie year and being on my playoffs. And similar to this year, I kind of feel like you know people might you know write us off already just you know from the power rankings and stuff. And I remember being in that same position last year. No one really thought we were going to do much, and then kind of came out of the gates firing had a, a really good start um and there were some bumps on the road but we were able to i think finish well uh for the for the roster we had and i think uh coming to magic uh, obviously they haven't um they, they've been just on the brink of making playoffs every single year so hoping i'm able to help uh, make that push this year 
What's your message to the two new guys to the roster, Future Clutch and Potts? Obviously, Future Clutch being a newbie to the league as, as a whole. What are some of the key things that you want to share with them as they get more acquainted with the NBA 2K League and specifically with Magic Gaming? Uh, I would say specifically for Future to just, you know, enjoy it, you know, appreciate the, the good times we're going to have. And also there's going to be bad times, but um, the highs will certainly outweigh the lows and definitely be patient because – there's going to be a lot of a lot of grinding, a lot of playing, and a lot of you know watching film. But it, it pays off when you when you win those those big games that are uh, that are on national TV. More than ever before, player movement was quite intense this past off season. Uh, so many blockbuster trades went down. I mean, you can run through what seemed like ten or fifteen of them. Mama, I'm that man. Was dealt to the King, Shifty Kai to the T Wolves, Radiant to the Pistons. Uh, OFAB to the Cavs, SAF to the Heat. Of course, you snubby to the Magic. Maybe I'm missing a few other major ones. But what, what do you think Jonah went into all these moves? Why such an active offseason? Yeah, you know, I just think, you know, teams have had three, four years now in this league, and, and some have not seen the level of success in which they, they expected to see. And, you know, um, some some organizations are kind of fed up with players and, and ready to move them. You know, some guys are painted in a, in a light in which that they may be a bad attitude or you know bad for a locker room, and so they may they may get moved. It may just not be the right fit for for certain guys. Um, you know, and 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 obviously a lot of teams, you know, they, they've positioned themselves well over the few years. You know, I, I would say the Hornets obviously have made a ton of moves in their in their two years now. You know, they. They used all uh, five of their trade assets last year, and we have seven for this year, and they've used six of their seven. Um, so they, they certainly are an active team, but they were able to use a lot of the, the leverage they had from being one of the expansions team, expansion teams during a, a somewhat favorable expansion model going into season three. So, um, you know, I, I just think it's a lot of teams ready to, to kind of reposition themselves and, and kind of sick of the maybe mediocrity. You know, I would, I would look at the Blazers as the best example, Josh. Like, they – they, you know, were very successful season one and season two, obviously struggled more so season three, but still had two MVPs, a defensive player of the year, you know, tons of 2K league first and second team qualifiers. And, um, you know, they, they decided to move away from that whole roster and, and, and start anew. So that, that goes to show that these teams are not okay with just being, you know, just good enough to make the playoffs. Instead, they want to, you know, be true championship contenders. Which trade would you say surprised you the most? Yeah, that's a good one. I would probably say the um, the, the Kai uh, and Feast move. I would say it was Feast and J Money to the to the Genji uh, with, with Kai, and, and essentially ended up being the assets that, that they used to get Slaughter uh, in in Minnesota. I think both of those rosters improved from that deal, and and will both be very interesting moving forward. Now, so I think Genji got a great haul with J Money and and, and Feast. Um, and obviously got lucky enough to get the third pick in the lottery. And uh, when they were like, I think had the eighth or ninth best chances to do so. So, um, you know, they, then they position that and, and get beast moves. So now they have three great veterans that have been wildly successful in our league. So that, that team is, is certainly a contender now. Returning to the drafts for both you guys, which first round pick do you think will surprise people this year and have a standout season? Anyone that, may catch people off guard about how skilled they're, how talented they are that people aren't really talking about right now. Yeah, I'll, I'll go first here, Stubby. Um, my, my guess is, is Rigby. 
uh, who's the the sharp shooter, who the shooting guard who went to the, the Hornets eighth overall. Um, I was very high on Rigby all along. I thought he was the best sharp in the class. Um, and, and I think that, you know, obviously I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him end up kind of almost in a primary ball handler role by the end of the season and, and you know, them looking back and, and realizing they got a steal at eighth overall with him. Any yeah. thoughts? Yep. No, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, we've been able to, you know, actually scrimmage in the past uh, few nights, and he, he's definitely been a, a standout player on the Hornets. And uh, I'm definitely excited to, to see how they do, especially, you know, obviously I know what it's like to play for them. But I would say even though he was a number one overall pick, I, don't, I think I don't think people understand how, how good uh, of a player crazy is. Um, most people think, he, you know, he's like known for a lockdown, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, move over to center. Um, especially because how, how much of an important position center could be compared to Locke, especially on this year's build. Uh, so, yeah, I would just – I would be on the lookout for that. Yeah, I was going to ask about Crazy. What would be a good comp for him in the uh, 2K League the last few years? Is there anybody that kind of is similar to him as far as skill set, as far as capability? I was trying uh, to think about myself, and nobody necessarily popped out at me, but maybe you guys have some extra insight on that. Um, you know, you maybe could say similar to like, not, obviously not with the ball handling stuff, but like how people would say like Kai could be one, you know, people always mention Kai is one of the most skilled players in the game. I would say crazy's like definitely up there with him just on the kind of more like, instead of like the, you know, Kai could be like the, the, the backcourt kind of most skilled player, crazy would be like the front court, like a three for five. Yeah, crazy can obviously play the five, which is huge, but he's a, an incredibly like skilled offensive player from the three. So he does add a different dynamic that I don't know that we've really seen a ton of locks kind of maybe move the way that crazy can. So he might kind of be his own comparison moving forward, Josh, of guys that may, may try to mimic his style a bit. Interesting. As far as the builds for the game this year, is it significantly different than last year or a lot of commonality? I know we talked heavily last year about some of the styles potentially changing as we move forward, but are you noticing any substantial differences or more similarities at this point? Uh, luckily, actually, we were able to uh, – they had us do a little testing period for the, the builds we were using. I got to test off four of the six shooting guard builds, and like they, were obviously, they, they created them based on uh, kind of what we kind of – we would submit builds and they wanted us to, so they could um, see that kind of what uh, we like wanted uh, in our builds. And they kind of, you know, to, they worked with 2K League and 2K worked together and made uh, builds. Um, and then we tested them and then now they're, they're, they're uh, working on using our feedback from those builds uh, to make, you know, kind of more exactly what we want. Because kind of last year, there it seemed like they didn't really like reciprocate exactly what everyone was feeling in terms of the feedback they got when they were testing them. So I, I would say, based on the ones that I chose and talking to you know the people that were in the, uh, the league testing, that there there definitely could should uh, could and there will be um, a more variety of lineups. Like there's definitely like good lockdowns at the two and the three, as well as like secondary ball hands at the two and the three, and like uh, and pure sharps at the two and the three. And I would say for the centers, there's definitely a good mix of centers too, because obviously last year there was only the, you know the one center build, but there's some different heights at center that I've already seen people use like in our little like league build uh, testing or not the testing, but like the scrimmages people have been doing with the, the custom team up rosters. I've seen a, a few different centers used and yeah. So I'd say there's definitely a good a mix, but I, I still think at the end of the day, the teams are kind of going to copy each other just because it's kind of how it works Yeah. Uh, when, it, when it comes to competitive gaming. But I would say there's definitely more viable lineups this year than there were last year based on what I've played. 
Yeah, I guess we're waiting to find out what the schedule is going to look like. But I know we talked heavily about this last year, Jonah. You're you're a big fan of doing a best out of three still, right? I know, you know, last season they had to adjust to that because of the remote gameplay. But even if you guys do return to the studio this season, which hopefully you guys do, would you still prefer a best of three series or would you rather go back to single games for each first each opponent? I don't know how they would actually organize it if you guys are in person, but I would imagine that if it's something that is favorable for all the teams, that maybe they can figure out a way to continue that best of three format. I'm going to throw a complete curveball out here, Josh. Um, <laughs> so, so it's actually going to be best of twos now um where where essentially you know obviously there was a a huge concern last year with the home team having a distinct advantage because they were on their own host on server host um which obviously is a is a factor of remote play only in person this wouldn't exist but because of that they're going to do best of two series so essentially you know if we're playing atlanta you know they get to host one game and we get to host the other game um, which, which I think in, in theory is going to make it a little easier for the better teams to stand out because everyone can have an opportunity to play on their host and the other team's host. So that also means that we're going to have more regular season games in theory. Obviously, the, the same amount of weekly opponents, uh, 14 opponents, but it will be 28 total games in the standing now, which should uh, help with all the tiebreaker scenarios in the kind of middle of the pack just being very, very tight uh, as far as movement goes. Interesting. Yeah, that's some great insight. I think that's a great idea, actually. I think it makes a lot of sense, and I'm sure most of the league, if not all the league, will be a fan of that. But that is about all the time we have for this episode, so I really appreciate both of your insight. Uh, We'll continue to stay tuned for all the updates from the NBA 2K League as far as scheduling and so forth. Uh, Until then, continue to stay tuned to all the Magic Gaming social media channels, the Magic Gaming's website, And as soon as we get more information, we'll certainly bring all that to you. Uh, Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next time.